0: Now, today on the show, we have channeler Dejaneh Threat. And Dejaneh channels multiple entities from the other side, trying to help and awaken the human race. And we have a very profound channeling session. I asked some very difficult questions, and we got some profound answers, to say the least. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show Janay threat. How you doing, Janay?
1: I'm doing well, and thank you so much for having me, Alex.
0: I appreciate you for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk to you about your journey as a channel and, and hopefully talk to uh, the ancestors and the guides that you uh, channel as well. I'm excited to ask them some interesting questions along the way. But my first question is, what was your life like prior to the insanity that is channeling?
1: So I'm somebody who has known that they have been psychic their whole life. And um, beforehand, my psychic abilities have always kicked in and out. So my intuition is like my strongest gift. And it's always clicked in and out throughout my life. And it's literally saved my life several times. So there was one time that stands out the most to me is when I was in high school, like my freshman year, and I was going to go to a party with my aunt. And I heard very clearly not to go. So I said we shouldn't go. We decided not to go. This is like 30 minutes to an hour later. We heard that someone got shot, and that person we happen to know and they know, and they lost their life. So it's like my gifts and abilities, abilities have always been prominent, even though I haven't always utilized them to the extent that I utilize them now. And. For me, I've always liked magical and mythical things. That's a part of my identity. I love mythology. I love lore. I love anything in that around, but I never dive deep enough to get to that spiritual point until I decided to ascend and go on my spiritual journey.
0: So uh, so being, knowing about your psychic abilities as, as a young person is one thing. Channeling is a whole other conversation. Did you have this... Did you start hearing voices, quote unquote, in your head early on? Were you not scared when you first heard it, or did you kind of just understand? How was that like?
1: That's a deep and loaded question. The <laughs> truth of the matter is, I'm Clairaudient, and being Clairaudient, I've always heard, I've always heard spirits. I've always heard them. I hear them all the time, and it's the discerning of that because when I started started to develop my gifts, it started to work differently. And that's where it clicks in. So, most of the time, when it comes to my spiritual team, I get downloads like Claire Cognizance with Claire Audience in between. And it's really hard to master Claire Audience abilities because you hear voices outside, inside. You have to be able to see, discern who's speaking to you. Is it your spiritual team? And that's where the energy of discerning the energy comes into play. Because mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my ancestors, to my spiritual team, which archangels, gods, goddesses, and deities. I'm talking to my like mythical creature, my dragon, or my unicorn. You tie into those elements and go into those realms, they all have distinct energy and they're all higher level energies. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to get to a level of discernment, a level of development to get there. And and it's also extremely important to know that. So I've always heard spirits. I've always seen them too, that going in and out because I'm a channeler. A channeler is a form of a medium. But to the extent of knowing I was a channeler, I just thought they were just psychic like gifts and abilities. It most definitely heightened when I started developing my channeler abilities. Now it's like non-stop, it's annoying.
0: <laughs> so when you say developing, how do you develop these kind of uh these kind of abilities? So the key
1: to that is because I've been led to go down my spiritual teacher educator hat like role, and I started focusing on that in February of this year, is understanding who you are. And I, every spiritual teacher, every elder, every educator teaches a little bit differently. For me personally, I focus on energetic connectivity and understanding. So when I teach a course, because I do it in like a webinar around an hour format, I have it laid out and we have focus intentions because I learn and you learn and everyone learns differently. So it's the key for me when I teach is helping you realize how you learn. So like I mentioned, I'm very intuitive and I'm audience. And I get a lot of downloads for claircognizance. So to know yourself is key when you are developing your gifts, because if someone's trying to teach you an intuitive way and you don't come through as clear, um, intuitive, that's not going to work for you. So developing your gifts is having a level of understanding of yourself, and the basic understanding is like your clair abilities. People feel things, sentience, People know things, claircognizant. People smell things clear alien, people taste things, clear gusting, people can touch things and feel it. Like that's clear tangians. So diving deep into your foundation, how you get communicated to is important. That is like the basic foundation of developing your gifts because you have to know yourself. And then throughout your the journey, certain gifts and abilities will awaken and ascend. And then you realize, okay, maybe I should be focusing on this. Like even though I was clear um that I'm clear audience, becoming a channeler has made that heightened so much that I had to focus on it and learn how to design learn how to discern it but the foundation of understanding you and then reading and researching and then communicating to your spiritual team is important because they can they can help you a big thing for me when i teach and i feel like everyone should know if you have a guide a spirit guide if you're connected to an archangel to a mythical creature to god goddesses or deities your ancestors you have specific connections in- intentionally because you have gifts and abilities that relate to them they can help you develop that specific gifts and ability and people tend to not realize that, especially when it comes to spirit guides, because spirit guides are so big. You have spirit guides that relate to your gifts and abilities. The first spirit guide that I connected to is his name is Dancers Crow. He's a native indigenous guide, and he helped me with my native indigenous lineage this go around, too. But he's a seer. He helped me with astral, astral projection going between rounds. So it's an aspect of you that they help you develop as you develop that relationship and they help you ascend. You're not alone, even if you feel like you're alone, because you have guides and spirit spiritual team all around you. And I think that's a really big foundation that people have to be aware of. So knowing yourself, who you're connected to, and then helping you to dive deeper into that understanding that connectivity and who you are. And you have a level of mastery.
0: Well, how you you were mentioning earlier, you're like, yeah, it's annoying now. Um, because it's like so, so much. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. How do you turn it off? I've heard some channelers like say, I literally turn a close sign on and I go, hey guys, I'm not on right now. And then they'll turn okay i'm on now and then the information comes in
1: so boundaries are extremely important and i would say it depends on who you are
0: being completely
1: honest with you me being me there are times that i've been irritated and my spiritual team has been very much still talking to me because that's how they are but you can't have a sign of times on times off and you put up those boundaries and you implement them it's just you sticking to them and it also depends on how you get information because people receive information and downloads in many different ways So if you're an antenna, like a channeler is, like you get information, you get downloads in different ways. It depends on how you want to pay attention to it and how you decide to respond to it. So you may be dreaming or you can just be out out at a restaurant and you get a download from something. People get communicated to in various ways, but you can turn it off or you can filter it or you can pay attention to it the the way you seem to choose to. Sometimes it's easier. People implement certain things like a sign or a switch that they implement to be able to do it. Personally, I don't have that because my spiritual team doesn't listen to me because they're making me develop my gift. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so, the, so they understand the, uh, the 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 audience if, as you will, and they're like, "Well, no, you gotta, we gotta force her to do some stuff here. We gotta."
1: I'm stubborn. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. So she's.
0: So they're, they're like, no, she's got to, she's got to, we got to kind of nudge her along, whether she likes it or not, kind of.
1: Yeah, 100%, to be honest with you. That's how my spiritual team is. I always say that that they're tough and loving because my spiritual team is in the realm of they love hard and they know who you are. You have to be, keep that in mind. If your spiritual team is really connected to you, to you they know your personality. They know how you that's are true. as a person. And In this case, this is how my spiritual team has to be with me. And I understand it. I'm not saying I don't get annoyed by it, but I understand it.
0: So the the voices that you hear internally, at a certain point, you know, I'm assuming it does get annoying, and you have to kind of like process it and deal with it. And, you know, and sometimes the information that comes in isn't eh, particularly good for a client or things like that. Is that how do you deal with it on a psychological level? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: So I always tell people, if you get a reading from me that I'm going to read you and let's be honest, I'm channeling and not intuitively reading you. So if I'm in the channel state, if someone's channeling in a channel state, they don't feel clear what they're saying because they have no control over what they're saying. And that's extremely important to know. So I full-fledged, just give that disclaimer, like, if I'm channeling in a channel state and your spiritual team has something tough to say to you, they're going to say it through me. And it's going to come out the way it comes out. I'm more of, like, light, shadow, and dark. You have to embrace shadow and darker aspects and still be a light. Because people try to, like, they try to clean it up or try to be a little nice. But if you're typically speaking, if your spiritual team is giving you more of a tough love, love approach, you may be stubborn like me and you need to hear it.
0: Very cool. Now, how do you? uh, You've been obviously you said you've been psychic most of your life, uh, and kind of understood all of that. But when did you come out publicly come out of the closet, if you will? Or have you lived outside of the closet? You know, were you in in high school going? Hey, anybody want a reading? Come on over? Uh, (laughs) How did you come out of the spiritual closet? And how did people around you deal with it? So that's a deep (laughs) question.
1: Um, to start off with, I wanna emphasize that I was raised Christian and I was raised Christian, but I've always teeter-tottered in and out of the, the, the religion, that belief system. And my mother is like more open because my gifts are genetic and she's always been very supportive of my gifts. That's like the most positive thing that I can say about my mom. Um, But my grandparents are extremely religious. So at, in twenty, at 15, and now I don't know. remember what year that was, but I was 15 when I had the option to stop going to church. And that's when I chose to. And that was kind of like the first break in that system. And then when I went to college at 18, I decided to not be um, religious at all. But I be- always believed that there was more like bigger scene- scenery. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was around 2021 20, when I lost my brother. And then I started to like read the Bible for myself and discern things. That's when I learned about spiritual gifts. And in that learning about spiritual gifts, because people don't talk about that, and depending on the denomination, they don't even mention it. That's important, because Ephesians and the Corinthians, they mention spiritual gifts quite a bit, which correlate to psychic abilities for people who don't know. You can look up spiritual gifts in the Bible, and it correlates with, like, the clairs and different abilities. And... That's when I started to develop more of an understanding of spiritual gifts and kind of finding my place because I always felt indifferent. because I didn't know there were spiritual gifts in the Bible, even though I was raised Christian. And that would make sense to me as someone who's always known that that, that they were psychic. So I started developing my gifts. I took that step to develop my gifts in 2018. That's when I bought my first tarot deck. So it's about to be around five years. And when I started to be openly spiritual was the end of 2020. And even though I was speaking to certain people about it, like I told my mother, I told my favorite aunt and certain people, like, I'm like, I'm just going to be openly spiritual because I've always been magical and I've always known this. But then that's also like a whole band-aid that ripped off a lot of stuff because 2018 was also the start of my healing journey and coming to pieces and places about everything. So when I ripped the band-aid off, I started talking about everything I've been through and that's where people don't like it too much.
0: (laughs) yeah. And, and, and how did you deal with it psychologically because that's a that's a big deal like people around you your support system your friends your colleagues your family it's a thing coming out I know the feeling because I had to do this show so uh, you know that's I was not the show is my spiritual outing if you will so um it's it's a very interesting thing very interesting thing so I'd love to hear what you thought how you dealt with it
1: so being honest I lost so many friends and people that I used to be close with being raised Christian and being having those type of people in my life. And throughout that journey, it's so interesting that you say this because I'm on my shamanic journey and I'm literally at this place in that path where I speak to three to four of my family members. So I'm currently still going through it. And my spiritual team made me realize how toxic people are and how many people I had to release. So mm-hmm. I speak to three or four of my family members I speak to about two or three friends that I still have. And one of them is new. And basically, if you do not serve me and you are not okay with me being openly spiritual, because I am openly spiritual, I channel spirits many different ways. It's an energy of, you don't need to be a part of my life. But it's not easy, especially since the, ba- the wounds are still fresh, because I just cut off and went no contact with most of my family. And it's April right now. It would be the end of January and I just had a really awkward conversation with my grandfather in April, like on the 13th, to be precise. It was one of those conversations that I had to have, uh, that I had to have. And my spiritual team had made me put it on the radar of being open about it because I had to tell him. And this is not even about spirituality. It relates to my healing journey. And if I, I am a survivor of SA as a child and my grandfather, I just told him the details of everything that went on without going too deep into it but it's the main thing that when I started my spiritual journey in 2018, they had me start healing and I had to rip a bandaid off. And now I know that a lot of, I've been getting visions about the situation and what's going to occur. And that energy was just bad, but I had to close that off. Even though I was no contact, I text him saying, let me know when you're ready. It's going to be serious but I can tell him and like get that final off my chest. And it's not easy. It's really fresh for me. Um, Three to four people, no joke.
0: Wow, that's pretty That's pretty powerful. Well, thank you for sharing that, by the way. It's important, I ask these questions because it's important for people listening.
1: Thank you, I think it's um, a good point too. I'm gonna drink a sip of water, but since we timed in and the ancestors kinda wanna jump in at this moment in time, is that okay with you?
0: Sure, go ahead, yeah. The
1: ancestors, if you're like Dejeunay, if you are that black sheep in the family, you're that person I choose to- chooses to go to a different path and go down a different route, allow yourself to go. Go to what your soul is being called to do. The think about being the black sheep, the person that's different, the person that has to heal generational trauma, the karmic debts. It's a lot of weight on you because you're doing it for yourself, but also you're doing it for your lineage. Let's focus on this. Many people are t- taken from their roots and t- from their cultures, their identities, and don't even know. And now when they go on this journey of of discovery, of spiritual journey, a healing journey, whatever journey it is for you, you start to reconnect to yourself, to your roots and your lineage. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy easy journey to go on. And there are times in this journey where it's going to be lonely. For us in Dejane, we were the first step in her spiritual journey, her awakening. She started connecting to us. So remember, you have ancestors that are for your highest and best good that can help you. In Dejaneh's case, she has never really been that close to her family, but she's close to us. So even though you may not be close to your physical family, you have a spiritual family, you have your ancestors that offer your eyes, and that's good that you can be close to. This journey is not easy. It can be lonely. It can be at times trying. Healing is deep. There are layers. You have to understand your shadow. You start to reflect and understand the parts of you that you picked up from your family that you may not even want. Then you start to dive deeper and realize the generational trauma and things that have been repetitive in the cycle that you're breaking. And it's not easy. It's deep. It's reflective. It's healing. It's therapeutic. And healing takes steps. It's a process. It's a journey. And it's not easy at all. But since she's doing an interview, Alex, do you have any questions that we can answer related to this energy?
0: Yes. Can you dive in a little deeper into generational karma and how, how we deal with that kind of stuff?
1: So when you think about generational karma, you have to be able to realize that it exists. There are certain people that do not think that generational karma exists. And the truth of the matter is, if you take the time to reflect on your family, and let's say your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother, her siblings, things that happen in your family, you're able to pinpoint things that are repetitive. Typically things that are repetitive are generational karma. You dive deep into that to see the root of it and see the things that need to be broken. And quite often that generational karma is things that you have to let out. In Desjaneh's case, is her essay. She's having this revelation. In this case, her grandfather did not respond in a positive way at all. Going a little deeper and she tried to filter this, but we ain't going to filter it. Her grandmother was aware. Then she started to dive deep into understand that what happened between her si- her grandmother's siblings and what her great-grandmother was aware of. And that's a generational karma and cycle that people didn't want to talk about, only the family knows. In Dejanette's case, when she started talking about her essay and being openly an advocate about essay and being a survivor, that is given negative light because one, that's showing that she was essayed, that her grandmother was aware that she had to be around her abuser, which was her own. And that generational karma, that generational cycle is ending with her. Because there's a band-aid and a room that has to be open. And quite often, people don't want to keep, put their business out, out there. People don't want people to know about those type of things. But then that's how the repeti- the cycle of peace is a repetitive energy. But diving deeper into that, you got to see the things that your family did, does that it keeps going on and on. So maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's abuse, mental, emotional, psychological, physical. Toxic relationships, things that people shouldn't be putting up with. Those are all generational karmic patterns. Those are also patterns that people are raised within, that they get used to and then they repeat until you realize something is wrong and then you break that cycle and you openly advocate about it and show the future generations and tell people that this is not okay in the first place. The only way you heal
0: it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. now back to the show
1: and if you want to dive deeper into that you have generational karma and cycles that also pass on to you through your from your past lives so you have your lineage right now and then you have things that you have from your past lives because your past lives are tied to your soul something that dejen is realizing that she's been healing and transmuting so many negative energy so there could be multiple generations and multiple lineages lineages you are healing as you align with yourself is there anything else you need clarity on, Alex?
0: Yes. Can you talk a little bit about soul families and what and how this interacts with that?
1: So that's really deep. We'll give the example of Dejanae because obviously we're her ancestors and she's a living example. Your soul family are people you are connected to on a soul level. And you have a soul family that can be completely different than your regular family. One thing we often tell Dejanae is your soul family is not the same experience that you're going to have with your immediate family, because in her face, in her case, her family is very toxic. She's always seen it. She doesn't like it. She's always been very reflective of what she did not want, and now she's parting ways with that. When it comes to your soul family, you have soul family on different levels. You have a combined mission that you're doing together. In Dejanet's case, it's raising the Earth's vibration. It's helping people tap back into their magic. So environmentalism, helping people on their spiritual journeys, helping people activate, reawaken, helping people come into themselves spiritually. And when it comes to your soul family, there's different levels because it depends on who you are. So you have people that are really connected to their ancestors that are finding their roots. So you have other people that will be connected to their ancestors, finding their roots that you connect to and you help other people connect. That's a layer. Let's think about star seas and what people consider extraterrestrial energy. So all star seas have a soul family related to their origins, to their missions related to that origin and dive in deeper, there's layers into that. Then if you wanna go deeper than that, you also gotta go into people that have earth, earth angel missions that are light workers, that are spiritual workers, people that may be more of a shadow walker. Soul family relates to you, who you are, what you're meant to do, and and the combined energy of doing it together, but also being different because you're going to have layers in in combination of that. Anything else you
0: want to know? Yes. Um, This is a question I get asked all the time. Do animals have souls?
1: Of course they do, child. Animals have souls. They are powerful. And thinking about it on the simple simple and very straightforward thing, Animals have souls. They're tied to people. Animals are spirit guys. They're nature advocates. And if you think about it on the shamanic term, that's why they exist in different planes and dimensions. So Deshaneh loves birds and she's diving deeper into her connection to nature as she's on her shamanic journey. She often can walk around and get downloads as she sees crows and different birds and knows they're speaking to her. Many indigenous cultures actually speak to the animals and they help advocate and they lead them down the path so it's extremely important to realize how sacred animals are and how connected they are they give signs all these different things about what's going on within the world it's one of those things that are sad because as people disconnect from nature and that and that connection in nature is very sacred they disconnect to the realizing the animals what they can learn from them and what they communicate as a whole so their souls are very loving they're very psychic you can actually connect to you connect to like if you're intuitive and you're connected to nature to animals to get signs and like chronicities, and many indigenous cultures do. That's why it's more so people have this energy of you shouldn't eat animals, you should eat animals. And if you do eat animals, seeing us the animals is sacred as a sacrifice and being thankful for it for nourishing you,
0: it goes deep. So then are the animal souls different than ours? Because obviously our we're a more evolved level of soul, quote unquote, um, being able to do what we're doing, how different are that that consciousness versus our consciousness?
1: Animals are more closely related to earth. And this the essence of nature itself. Trees and plants also have a level of soul. Most things have a level of energy and connectivity. So there's a different level of consciousness. They think differently than you do and how Desiree does, but it's just more... Flowy, more straightforward more so connectedness because in reality humans are the ones that are disconnected think about it most people talk with their voices people used to be able to connect talk telekinetically and communicate and really when you connect to nature and to animal animals that's how you're connecting and communicating then so it, humans are the ones that disconnected to the way that things used to be but that's also because people have as a whole disconnected to their magic and to nature as a as an essence. And nature is the foundation of all magic, so animals connect to that.
0: So what happens to animals after they die, the souls of the animals after they die?
1: They get reincarnated like humans.
0: Is there an evolution that they are like working their way up to become human?
1: No. Being human ain't that great.
0: (laughs) Can you explain to people what are spirit guides?
1: Mm -hmm. So spirit guides is a generic term. Dajanae teaches courses on spirit guides, and they come through in different ways. Really, they're just souls that incarnated here with you to help you on your spiritual journey. Some people consider their ancestors as spirit guides, archangels as spirit guides. They consider gods, goddesses, and deities and energy as spirit guides. They're just general. It's a general term for spiritual beings, divine beings that incarnated here before you even came to yourself and knowing who you are to help you along your journey. It's a generic term. So they're spiritual helpers. They're guys that have been connected to you from birth, that they incarnated here with you probably before you were born to help you along the way. And spirit guides help you in your life, just not in spiritual aspects. They're around you even if you're not aware.
0: How can you rebuild a deeper connection with them?
1: One, by acknowledging that they, that they exist and setting intentions. And um, It's interesting you ask that because Desjaneh teaches a course about this and we had to force her to teach because she's stubborn. She's real stubborn. And it's basically setting the intentions. So it can be overwhelming depending on who you are and what guides you have. But you dive deep into that and focus on one guide or one aspect, you start a connection. And then also, who are you as a whole? So if you want to connect to a spirit guide and you know who you are, something you may be connected to, Example, Dejanae is a divine feminine and she wasn't really in that energy because she was healed because she had to heal it. So she has a divine feminine guide. You say, you know this, maybe you're divine masculine or you want to embrace more darker energies. So you set the intentions to connect to your divine feminine, divine masculine, darker energy guide. You start to know who they are. Intentions are very beneficial. But some people feel this energy of lostness of doing it on their own, even though you can so you want to be able to guide your way through it, which is how dejane teaches her courses, or you just set the intentions, write down a question, ask, and dive deep. But you're going to be able to have to listen. You're going to be able to have to trust yourself and not to second guess it. And that's the an energy that is very prominent when it comes to people connecting to their magic and their spiritual teams. Quite often, people second guess what they're able to do, what their spiritual gifts and their magic and their abilities. So when you're second guessing it or you're doubting your experiences, you're blocking being able to experience. So intention settings is the most important thing. You can light a candle, set the time, set the intentions and to see where it goes. Or you can do something that's more guided until you get to a point where you can do it on your own.
0: Is it is that what a gut instinct is or intuition is?
1: So your in- intuition is really what guides you and it helps you. When it comes to your gut, in- gut instinct or intuition, it's usually towards a specific situation or case or environment that you need to be picking up on. But your intuition most definitely can guide you in all aspects of your life. So in this energy, maybe you wanna set the intentions to speak to a guide. And then that guides energies around you and they're giving you intuitive downloads for you to know how you should be connecting. That you should be listening to, but that goes to trusting and not second guessing what you feel led to do.
0: Now, you mentioned that these spirit guides are here to help you along your path. Is that based around a thing called a soul blueprint or a plan that you come down here in this incarnation to go through? They're here to kind of guide you through that process. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show.:
1: Yes, 100 percent. People have soul contracts, soul blueprint. They have things that they need to do and accomplish and. A key point to this is that people have different levels to their awakenings, to their journey. So we have different guides that will be helping you with different aspects and different levels. And certain guides will make their presence known to you when you get to a certain point on your journey, which is extremely important to be in the realization of. So they know what you're meant to do, like we mentioned earlier, before you are aware. So when you're ready to listen or connect to a certain guide or when you're at that level, is when they'll make their presence known. You're awakened to different levels and different guides throughout your journey in your life. We'll give an example. Desjene is fairly new on a shamanic journey, even though she's a born shaman. That's when her indigenous ancestors, her helping spirits in that past life as a shaman really started to play a key. And that's when they started to really make the presence known, even though she's always been connected to them. Different levels, different things. That's when you awaken to it. It's when it's meant to be.
0: So how does this play with the concept of free will?
1: Free will is a very interesting thing. We are laughing because we're thinking about how a has been feeling as she's been going through her shamanic dark night of the soul. She made the choice to choose her spiritual journey back in 2018. And this energy back in 2020, 2021, we gave her a sign telling her that once she starts to really dive deep, this is when one she started to channel around this time, that she, there's no going back. So she made this choice to develop her gifts. You gave her a sign before she started to really channel and dive deeper into it and start to know things that she knows. That basically, once you are aware, once you have a level of awareness, when you develop your gifts to a certain extent, there is no going bad because they're activated. So Dejanae stuff. if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. So in this energy, she got really, really mad. And she was like, "As this is fairly new, by the way, and as she's mm-hmm. been on her journey. She's like, I don't want to develop my gifts. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want any downloads. She got frustrated. She's like, I'm not doing anything spiritual for a week. I just want to rest. I don't want to be in my spiritual purpose. It didn't work out because guess what? Her gifts and abilities are going to work. They're going to activate. She's meant to know. She's meant to share. So you have free will. You can be stubborn and not do it, but that's going towards your purpose. It's going against what you're meant to do. And once you get to a level of awareness, so you have unnecessary obstacles and challenges once you get to a level of awareness that your free will have taken you to. But once you're aligned, you're aligned. And people don't want to hear that. Dajanae's aligned right now. She can't go back. She can't go on a different path or a journey. She can't try to go back to being a part of the mundane. She's on a spiritual journey. She's building into being a spiritual influencer and entrepreneur and a boss mystic in her words. If you want to be that way, you have to be serious about it. That's why people always talk about how serious it is to have a spiritual purpose, to be a, to have a divine purpose and to be an actual spiritual worker. And if there is a difference between being spiritual and having a spiritual purpose. When you are aligned and you know, once you get to a point of knowing, it's harder to have free will going against what you're supposed to do. That's where stubbornness comes into play. That's where you're trying to disconnect. You're supposed to be going this way, you're pulling that way. And that's when you have unnecessary obstacles and challenges that you have to overcome. And go through instead of flowing with the obstacles and challenges that are meant to be a part of your path.
0: So we choose in many ways the not only the obstacles and challenges that come across, but when we become stubborn and start deviating from the path that we agreed to be on, that is when it becomes even more difficult. So right now, if Desiree wants to become an astronaut and starts going to school to become an astronaut, uh, there's going to be obstacle upon obstacle upon obstacle to the point where it becomes so difficult that she returns back to the path that she's supposed to be on. Is that a fair assessment?
1: That's pretty true. It may work out, but there's going to be obstacles and there's always going to be a second guessing, a along, longing, and it's going to be more a difficult path. So uh, most spiritual workers, people to divine purposes, are meant to travel the world, road less traveled. So mm-hmm. this is more of the unknown, the abyss, the void, the darker energies that are surround spirituality. And darker, not in a negative way, but you know, like, as in I have certain fears and things you don't know until you get to a point of knowing. Then you have more of a lit path that is more the traditional nine to five. Let's think of it in this way. Think of it in the simple business terms. People that are, that are entrepreneurs take risk. People that are want to work for other people that nine to five want comfortability and stability. So that entrepreneurial route can lead to many successes, but there's always a stage from like three to five years where it's hard to become stable. Many businesses fail. People have to re-envision things. You have to re-plan and realign. That's the same thing with the spiritual journey. Then you have this comfortable nine to five working for somebody else. You know you have guaranteed income. You know what you're going to expect. And in spirituality, in that divine purpose, this divine path, you don't know what you're expecting. You're diving deep. You're going into the unknown, into the abyss.
0: So um, let me ask you, are human souls unique to an individual or are they part of a collective soul or consciousness of God or source or is that both?
1: It's a both. And we were going to say that before you said that. <laughs> it's this energy of you having your, your own unique soul, and your own unique purpose. But everyone's connected to a higher source. It's like how everyone's connected to nature and the planet, even though people have certain levels of disconnection. We'll give an example because you like Chandler. She's on the show right now. Think of it this way. If you're ever on social media and you have this thing, collective energy, which Dejané focuses on a lot, no matter who the person is and they're focusing on collective energies, think of it like as astrology. People get similar messages because that source wants to be relayed. And it doesn't matter who it's coming from. It can be coming from ancestors. It can be coming from archangels. It can be coming from certain god, goddess, or deity. That collective energy, what people reference as source or the universe, is giving the same message because no matter who that person believes in or what they're getting it from, it's meant to be out. That's collective energy.
0: That's why certain ideas are brought into existence at certain times when people are ready to hear them. No matter where they come from.
1: One hundred percent. Think about how many people are waking up right now. And how Desjardins is aligning with her purpose as other people are waking up to help them along their journeys. That is not a coincidence. That's a divine timing and alignment.
0: This is a this is a question that's kind of plaguing us right now with the rise of artificial intelligence. Can a machine ever possess a soul?
1: That's a question we're not gonna answer. Because <laughs> there's so many the things you are not meant to know quite yet. And magic and alchemy does exist. Think about alchemy, and then you'll be able to find some answers. And we want to point out that a lot of the things that you think are newer technologies and stuff are a repeated history. And that's where you go into the void. That's when you go into the Akashic Records and you realize that certain things have been destroyed intentionally that, so that people do not do it, but then they refine it anyway. So that's the mystery of life.
0: That's why certain information was not released during barbaric times. Because if if the barbarians had the kind of technology that we might have today, they would have destroyed themselves 10 times ten times over. And we're pretty close to it ourselves, so we're not too far away from them.
1: Well, we'll give you this example. You have certain things in history that had a lot of memory. They had a lot of things written because you as humans like written things, not oral stories that people tell. That's what you deem myth or lore. Written. So you think of things that were destroyed, like the Library of Alexandria, Mm -hmm. which is a vast library that had so many things written about, so much information related to magic, to history, and culture as a whole. That intentional destruction of those documents for for people to have that void information is important. That's also why Atlantis was destroyed. Mm -hmm. So you have certain things like that, and those are not the only two cases that have that destruction. And that intentional destruction for you cannot do certain things. But the way that magic works and the way that people's gifts and abilities work, let's simplify it. Where that divine inspiration works is people receive information from source. They create the things and they put it back into the world. So in a way, history repeats itself, but that's all we're gonna say. Everything's how, connected.
0: How can we heal our physical and emotional pain and suffering?
1: That's a deep question. One, you have to set the intentions to heal and you have to pursue enlightenment. And it's not easy. Dejanae's been on a serious healing journey since 2018, and there's different levels to her healing. And as she's on a shamanic journey right now, we're having her really deal with darkness and heaviness and her emotions. And there's levels to that. And we want to emphasize that most healers and people that have that gift and ability of healing go through the most pain and suffering. So they have to heal themselves to heal other people. There's layers, there's processes, there's reflection, there's embracing certain things, you have to release certain things. It's really a combination of a lot of things and working with yourself and your spiritual team to heal. But every person and in, in each individual is different, but the things that are most definitely true. It's one, you have to set the intentions to heal. You have to know that healing's a journey and there's layers to what you're going to heal. There's things you're going to have to realize you're going to have to heal later. later later down the road and there's things that are going to be put to the forefront right away. Like Desjaneh's essay situation as a child. That was the first thing she had to work work on healing because it affected her the most.
0: What advice would you give someone who is just beginning their spiritual journey? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: We would say that it's a journey. And in that journey, there's going to be ups and downs, there's cycles, there's periods of stillness. And in those periods of stillness, which people consider uncomfortable, are the most profound final periods because that's when you reflect and that's when you heal. And a spiritual journey is a journey. It can happen quicker. It can happen slowly and really go at your own pace, which you feel led. Don't feel pressured to do things that you don't feel like align with you, which is important. You can avoid certain traps that way. Find out what resonates on your soul. Don't commit to anything unless you feel led to. Not everyone is trustworthy. Some people will pick up on your light and you won't even realize it. And they will not be the right teacher or guide for you. Dejanae had this experience back in her journey. And sometimes you may be aware of something and know it's a part of you and you're meant to do it. But then it will not align yet. Example, Dejane was thinking about doing shamanism back in 2020, but we, we sabotaged it because we didn't want her to go down that route yet. For her, she was focusing on healing, even though she's a born shaman, focusing on healing and aligning with her gifts. So she was working as an intuitive channeler and seer and developing her gifts and abilities. And that's what she was focusing on. Now, the practitioner side is her being a shaman, diving deep and understanding. So, again, you may know something, but it may not be the right time. A journey, you awaken and level up at different parts that are meant to be. And do not commit to something that is not right out of desperation. When, When you're on a journey, do not do anything out of desperation. If someone tries to pressure you into something, it's a red flag. Go with the flow. Take your time. Do not rush. It's your journey. It's sacred to you. And there's different levels. There's different time periods that things are essential. And again, be kind to yourself on your journey. You have to be kind to yourself and also be honest with yourself. Because when you're journeying, when you're healing, when you're aligning on the spiritual journey, because you have to heal on a spiritual journey, you're going to realize some behaviors and traits you had that are not, that won't make you proud. But you have to be kind to yourself in that realization, but also be honest and assessing for you to be able to pinpoint what it is you need to release and heal. And you have a spiritual team that you should be working with. So depending on who you are, that may be someone different to start off with in Dejaneh's case was her ancestors.
0: What are some of these traps that you were mentioning that we should avoid?
1: That's a deep question. (laughs) False prophets. There's the collective energy of false prophets. What's being spiritual and spirituality being such a trend nowadays, there are people that are doing it for money, fame, ego, talking about stuff that they're not connected to. And that's a collective energy. (sighs) <sighs> um, um, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's the fact that the Galactic Federation made their presence very known. They're like, let us talk about it. For star seeds, because if you're into channelers and you know a lot about the spiritual community. Sure. Star seeds and that topic is pretty popular right now. And the Galactic Federation has been emphasizing and having me channel this message about the false prophets and the people's connectedness and realizing that. And they're like, we'll talk about the false prophets' energy. So I'm going to sip water and we're going to channel it. That- A big sign that people need to watch out for is false prophets. People saying that they're connected to things or doing things for a trend. In the star seed community, this is a big energy because star seeds are a big topic. People are always talking about it. People are giving messages and relaying things, but they're not connected. And that is a big energy that we want to emphasize. Because when you think about a star seed, you can't just take information from anyone. People wanna do star seed readings and talk about it, but have you ever heard them talk about being a star seed? Their level of connectedness, anything in that around. If you hear someone doing a reading towards a specific topic or energy, and yet you have never heard them talk about being a part of that collective, or being, being that being a part of their purpose that is a red flag and it goes on so much when it comes to starseeds people do readings on starseeds or people talk about being a starseed and don't identify with being a starseed being connected to an origin being connected to the galactic federation the galactic federation of light it's this energy of, oh, this is a trend. Let me talk and do a reading about it, or let me share information about it, but I'm not connected to it. And that not connectedness is a problem as a whole. That is, I'm spiritual. I want to get recognition. Let me bring awareness to something that I don't know about. And that is a huge energy when it comes to star seeds. If you have heard someone talk about being a starseed and do not identify as being a starseed, does not give you any information about being a starseed, they don't tell you what type of starseed they are, and they don't dive into this energy, and they don't have cosmic energy, or they're not relaying messages from the Federation or from their origin or talking about it as, as a whole, but are giving you readings and telling you about it, that's not connected. That's a false prophet. And it's an energy that is so prominent right now and it's so frustrating because a lot of those people have big platforms and they don't need to be discussing it. And there's people that have smaller platforms and they are reaching people in magical ways that need to be more illuminated. We had Dejane do this whole year message for 2023 and a big part is false prophets. But towards the end of the year, you're going to start having people that are more connected and more known start to rise up and trusting that but that also goes into people having to be able to discern individual energies and who's really what but that's energetic connectivity and now a lot of people are not as connected as they say they are or they're in this level of developing and understanding energy as a whole any other questions related to this
0: um what is the most important lesson that you would like to give us today
1: the most important lesson that we would want to say is, is that there are many star seeds, there are many origins and there are many missions. Many of you are aligning with who you're meant to be and you're activating and you're coming into self. That's remembering your past life memories, why you incarnated here and realizing how magical you are. A lot of people are coming into connectedness of everything and realizing that they're not just themselves, They're not all about themselves. They're part of a bigger whole, bigger collective, and they have a lot of amazing things to do. And in that energy, you need to realize that it's bigger than you. Too many people are self-absorbed. Everything that's going on within earth and humanity, what you're meant to do is bigger than you. It has a purpose behind it. It's an impact you're doing. And the earth vibration is really low right now. So everything as people are awakening and aligning and coming together is to help the earth, to help humanity. Think about it, the earth as a whole sustains human life. So as people are awakening, becoming more conscious and caring more about the environment and planet, there's a huge push and emphasis on realizing the sacredness of it all.
0: Thank you so much for, for your information. I appreciate you. There you go. She's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could we ask the, the ancestors a few more questions before we go?
1: Of course. Yeah, so, be good. yeah that'd be great.
0: Um, I'd like to ask you, what is the most important lesson you would like to give us today?
1: I want to start by saying that it's extremely important to be true to yourself. When you become true to yourself and what you're meant to do and who you are and aligning with that basic foundation, it allows you to open up to the universe, to your magic, to the essence and what you're meant to do. And as- you are aligning with your soul purpose, with your soul contract to a layer of yourself and opening up to the other layers, because everyone is layered, it allows you to be in this energy of confidence and in, of empowered energy. It allows you to be connected, but diving deeper into that is this energy of being true to yourself allows you to release things that no longer serve you. And in that energy, that comes from comfortability because that requires you to reflect It requires you to release people, places, situation, toxicity, things that you should have never allowed to happen in the first place. And then it allows you to attract your soul tribe, your community, people that think like you, that are on a vibration and frequency like you, that you're meant to do amazing things with as the sirens are going by. Aligning with your true self, allowing yourself to be your true self, healing yourself and allowing you to be on a journey towards self. And the journey will be long. You're awakened to different things and the journey will be magical.
0: Do you have any predictions for 2023 that can help humanity with the awakening?
1: I want to say connect to your ancestors that are for your highest and best good. And we use that distinction because obviously just like certain family members are not for your highest and best good. You have ancestors that are the same because they haven't evolved.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: You are in this energy of tapping into your magic and what you are connected to. Many people are the diving deep and getting more wisdom. As you connect to your ancestors, many of us have lived through certain situations because earth and humanity likes to repeat history. So you're tapping into ancestral guidance. You're tapping into ancestral wisdom. You're tapping into your ancestral magic. And I think that's very true that people need to realize is that earth, the actual earth, is a foundation of magic. That's why so many rituals and spells utilize earth as a home. There's fire, there's water, there's herbs, there's air. Everything in spirit ether is utilized to create any type of spell or ritual, no matter what you're doing. It's healing. So as you're connecting to your ancestors and connecting to that wisdom, we're able to guide you and give you insights about what's going on. Besides that part, we want to emphasize that it's important for you to connect to earth at this time. Find and restart your connection to earth, deepen that connection to earth, because the earth will give you signs. The earth is alive, you connect to nature, it will ground your energy, and it will give you glimpses of what's going on and gone. Because many people that are spiritual, spiritual workers, the light workers, whatever you identify as, are connected to earth. Everyone is connected to earth. As you deepen that connection, the earth itself will give you insights about what's going on. And you'll figure out how you can help heal the earth and raise its vibration. But connecting to your wisdom, connecting to your ancestors, connecting to the earth will give you insights and guidance along the way. But you have to set that intention because there's a lot going on. And the predictions is this is the chaotic year. No matter who you are connected to, they will let you know how chaotic the year is. And it's very intense. It's very, very serious. So in that energy, There's things you need to do to help transmute the negativity, to raise the vibration, things you need to share, the interconnectedness of of it all, things you need to do. But you have to set the intention to individually know what it is by connecting to the earth, connecting to your ancestors, connecting to your spiritual team, and allowing them to guide you personally along the way.
0: Do you have any final words for our audience?
1: Earth and humanity is in a period of awakening. Earth and humanity is in a period of it's shadows and darks coming out. And it's a, there's a rise of light workers, a rise, a rise of spiritual workers, a rise of people realizing that they have things that they need to do to transmit this negative energy. As a whole, everyone needs to come together and realize it's bigger than themselves because you're seeing the parallels of all the human rights issues, the corruption, the greed, and everything happening throughout the world becoming a forefront. Pay attention to the similarities that are happening throughout the world. It's important to realize this because the parallels, the reflections are intentional right now. As a whole, everything that's happening is intentional right now. And the connectedness is needed to actually heal the world, to go into a new cycle and not repeat the history that many of the ancestors have lived to and through, you have to come together have to realize it's bigger than yourself. And you have to share and bring awareness to what's going on throughout the world and the issues that are playing in the world that are very low vibrational to raise the vibration and to transmit the negativity.
0: Thank you so much for this. I really do appreciate it. And she's back. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel? How do, are you energetic? Are you tired? How does it work?
1: Um, so I channel so much because for me, I'm an intuitive channeler and seer. That's how I consider myself um, that I'm used to it. Like there's not a day that I don't channel. And since most of my readings and everything I do as a spiritual influencer are channel based, like I channel channel, I'm fairly used to it. It takes about a bit of energy, but most of my readings are like 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer. So I'm used to channeling, channeling for long periods of time. So it's, oh, it drains me a little bit, but I can go long. It's not a big deal to me at all.
0: Yeah. You jump in and out pretty quick too. It's, and by the way, are you, hear when you're channeling? Are you off to the side? Do you remember?
1: So I remember bits and pieces of it and most channelers do. So my consciousness, how I will say I personally experience channeling. I feel their energy and I'm aware of what they're saying. Like consciously I'm aware, but I'm not in control. And it's more so of a flow. And then usually when I channel, there's usually bits and pieces that are like emphasized afterwards that they're telling me to emphasize. And for me, channeling really is like a second nature to me, which is why I can channel in and out so easily, except for I drink a lot of water because of my throat, because I'm channeling. Sure, um, It's like this energy of I'm conscious and I'm aware that I'm channeling. It's like, like it's just second nature. I'm so used to it now. Um, my spiritual team had me stop using cards in my platforms and at the end of 2021. So they forced me to get to this point. So in about a year and four or five months, I'm so natural at doing it since I do it so as an as a whole every day and just in the flow. It's second nature, and I love it. I'm happy I got to this point. To me, that's a show. It's a, it's a proof of my growth and this, basically proof of who I am, um, how I'm progressing. So it's like a so like a milestone for me in a way.
0: All right. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions, ask all my guests. Um, What is your definition of living a fulfilled life?
1: I'm currently going towards this. And to me, it's being aligned with my spiritual purpose and being aligned with what I'm meant to do. And for me personally, I have two parts of that, which are raising earth's vibration, uplifting humanity, which is why I talk about the seriousness of the world and what's going on and this humanitarian energy, like the earth is sacred. And I'm diving deeper into that personally as I'm on my shamanic journey. The second part of that is helping people tap back into the magic of the magic within the universe. So as I'm helping other people and I'm channeling messages and I'm helping them have those aha moments and realizing their magic as a whole, it gives me a deep sense of satisfaction because people realizing how magical they are and they're realizing that there is magic and how connected they are and what they're connected to is the most beautiful sense of everything to me. It's it's magnetic as a whole. And also for me personally, diving, it's funny that that's a part of my purpose because I've always known I was psychic and I've been on my spiritual journey primarily by myself with bits and pieces connecting to my spiritual team. So I understand how it feels that for many people who may not have a family that are spiritual and were not raised into spirituality like I wasn't, and I have a purpose of helping other people along their journey and doing it. So it's a full circle moment. So just being aligned with my purpose and being magical and being unapologetically myself.
0: What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Develop your gift sooner because it is a process. It's it's a journey. Um, You're right. Magic exists because when I was younger, I used to always know that magic exists, but you have that energy of doubting it. It's like I knew, like claircognizance before I realized it. And there's a reason why you were drawn to magical, mythical, supernatural type of stuff. That that would be a really big thing for me because, yeah, Uh, it was like my soul knew.
0: Um, How do you define God?
1: You know what's so funny? I did this whole reading focusing on ancestral energy and focusing on a little bit of the Federation popping in. But I'm a representative of the Divine Council, and I did not channel any gods, goddesses, and deities. And God, I'm going to say it this way. There are truths in most religions. There are truths in most gods, goddesses, and deities. And cultures, it's, it's so keen to call a god, goddess, or deity, a myth. That is something that intentionally disconnected people from their culture and their belief systems through colonization, through slavery, and just being straightforward. I know that can be triggering Mm -hmm. for people. And I want to emphasize that most gods, goddesses, and deities when it comes to ancient civilizations and cultures have a tie to magic. So as you are taken away from the gods, goddesses, and deities tied to your culture and your belief systems and who you should have been raised around, it also took people away from their magic and that connectivity to magic. And as a whole, it's very insulting. Mm -hmm. But that's in a personal, my main purpose is literally being a representative of the divine council level. So in the general sense, gods, goddesses, and deities are divine beings that help and guide people with purposes and stuff. But in the sense of what I feel like you're asking me about for this, was what people deem as source or as um, the universe it's the energy that people tap into that are guiding people as a whole. But um, yeah, I can do a whole nother interview slowly on that. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> so enough. yeah, God is the highest level power source and they are they have a council, the gods have a council. They work together on behalf of earth and humanity from different belief systems. And they're basically here to help and guide us and be around.
0: And what is the ultimate purpose of life? <laughs> we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show
1: to live and experience to evolve and to really help people and come together so when you're in life you live and you experience and you evolve everyone does you think about it from the stages of you your baby well fetus to a baby when you're pushed out you become a baby you grow from a toddler to a kid to a teenager to an adult to an elderly and you go through stages you're evolving. That's, that is just your physical body. You also evolve on a soul level, which is very, very important to know and realize too. So your purpose is to evolve, to awaken, to align, and to realize things, to gain wisdom and grow. And honestly, I do want to emphasize to help and empower other people along the way too, because it's not only about yourself. Community is really important and there's this energy of lack of community, community and people pulling apart and not caring enough about the planet and other people as a whole. So, yeah.
0: And where can people find out more about you and the work that you're doing? So
1: you can go to my website at d e s j a n e e t h r e a t D-E-S-J-A-N-E-E-T-H-R-E-A-T.com. And all my social media is at shaman desjanet. So S-H-A-M-A-N-D-E-S-J-A-N-E-E. <laughs> I am most active on TikTok and, and on YouTube. So-
0: and do you have a parting message for the audience?
1: There are multiple truths and multiple realities. And you are aligning with your truth. And as you are aligning with your truth, not everyone will understand. But that is a part, part of your truth and your story and your magic to be to be a part of. You cannot focus on people trying to prove to people that things exist or prove to people that you are right. What you do is focus on your truth and aligning with your truth and depth. Da- diving deeper into your truth and resonating with who you're meant to resonate with because not everyone's going to understand not everyone's meant to understand and there are people who will never understand you go towards the people that are that are on the same vibration and frequency that are, you are on and the people that you're that are meant to hear your story or know about you and that maybe you change their life along the way by living in your truth
0: thank you so much for coming on the show I appreciate you and the work that you're doing to help awaken the planet. So thank you again, my dear. Thank you. I want to thank Desjane for coming on the show and sharing her knowledge with all of us. Thank you so much, Desjane. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 267. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.